Hi, welcome to uh, another episode of Building the Giraffe. I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. And uh, welcome back to the realm of um, us uh, trying to create a movie for an insane billionaire TJ Moneybags. And escape our uh, internal bonditude, you know? Yeah. Servitude, in, whichever. Never-ending hell of... Um, Working within a studio system that doesn't even exist as a studio <laughs> system. It's just a man who wants us to do this for him. Uh, Think like if Richie Rich grew up and then like never developed a conscience or um, really just any any feelings. I mean, to, I guess to be fair, <laughs> Richie Rich, I don't think he ever had a conscience. That's fair. I guess you're right. Never He never developed one at all. No, well, I mean, uh, when you grow up with a McDonald's in your house... Oh, man, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, dude. That was the craziest part of that whole movie. <laughs> was it, though? Yeah. Really the craziest part of that movie. All right, movie? yeah, no. <laughs> Mount Richmore was definitely the there you craziest go. part. I was going to say. <laughs> you really think that the idea of having a McDonald's in your house is crazier than actually having a mountain with your face <laughs> carved into it? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't the mountain made out of, like, a precious metal of some sort or something uh, like that? Or am I just thinking that because that's an even more ridiculous that's thing? That's an even more ridiculous thing, but I wish that they had done that, actually. It's just made out of pure platinum. Holy shit, who the fuck I are mean, you? I feel like TJ Moneybags could do this if he wanted he to. Def- Listen, he's probably got to make a, uh, a, Mount ba- a Mount Bagmore. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be his face four times. He's going to subjugate an entire tribe of uh, Native Americans. Yeah. And he's, which he can. Uh, I mean, the U.S. government obviously condones it. Yeah, um, you're right, and and that kind of actually ties in perfectly with something we're going to talk about today. That's right. Um, so recently, uh, if you haven't noticed, um, one of the big trends in Hollywood is the musical biopic. I mean, it always has been. It has been for decades. Right. Oh but, yeah. But recently, there's been a lot of them. Johnny Cash had one. Uh, Johnny Cash had one. Uh, uh, Ray Charles. Mm-hmm, yeah, the Notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. Tupac. Uh, yeah, Ray Charles. You the had, dude who sold his soul to the devil to play the guitar. I forgot his name. Um, are you talking about the hero of the devil went down to Georgia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I always forget what his name is, too. But, uh, but you're, you know, but you do know that, I mean, all he does is walk around calling people a son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. That's he's very, the he's ever, they've ever been. So, you know, I get. Uh, do they even say his name in that song? Johnny. Is it Johnny? Oh yeah, that's right. Jo- yeah. Okay. So Johnny, we know Johnny. The most famous Johnny. musician ever to exist. Um, he literally beat the devil who yeah. wouldn't know him. Yeah. Also way to peak early in your career, buddy. Well, what do you need after you get a golden fiddle? What else? See, there you go. It doesn't really matter if you peak. Then you peak pretty good if you got a golden fiddle, solid gold fiddle. Right, but like people are going to be like looking after like platinum fiddles and like, like I don't know, maybe like I don't think maybe that, maybe fiddles made out of like pure gemstone. I mean, I don't think that the devil is really worried. I don't think he knows. I don't think that he knows anything about precious metals. <laughs> Based. <laughs> Based entirely on that move, that that song alone. Yeah. Because. Do you think he knows a lot about gem cutting? I don't think he knows shit about anything. Because <laughs> first of all, he lost to a rank amateur. That's very fair. <laughs> and well, no, he didn't know he was a. He didn't know he was an expert, though. Wait, 
is Johnny an expert though? I don't think so. He's just a guy. They don't ever look. Charlie Daniels does not go into much detail <laughs> about the life and times of Johnny. Deliver but us I guarantee the truth, Charlie Daniels. At some point in the future, we will go into detail about Johnny. The oh, we definitely fiddle are. player uh, of of much note. So. Um, anyway, moving on. But so you've had the the Queen one recently. Um, yeah, you know you that was the, good. The Elton John one that that'll probably be out by the time that this comes out. I think. Uh, really um, looking forward to that. Yeah. So you got all these coming out, and we had decided that maybe it was time uh, because it's been a few years since he died. I mean, actually, it's been more than that. It's been like twenty years since he died. Yeah, a lot of years. Um, but there needs to be some delving into of of John Denver's legacy in this world. Absolutely. And uh, we've decided to present today to you a movie that we are calling uh, uh, Almost Heaven, A John Denver Story. That's right. Now, keep in mind, I called it A John Denver Story, not The John Denver Story, because much like every other biopic, we're going to wildly speculate about what John Denver's <laughs> life and goals were in order to bring to you the most entertaining story that we possibly can. All right. So, so <laughs> let's set up the character. Let's set up the world. So, um, John Denver was, uh, the great, 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 great grandson of the, uh, founder of Denver, yeah, Colorado. Right. But um, his name was not Denver, Colorado. His name was just Denver, 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 yeah, Denver, Denver. And he fell in love with in a Romeo and Juliet type fashion. Right. An Indian think. woman named Colorado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the, you can see that like the state was named after her. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were married, of course. And, right. Um, they had children, and down the lineage of the or down the line of the children, eventually John Denver is born. Right. Um, he's part of the actual Denver uh, clan. Yeah, Denver clan. Who uh, knows all the secret uh, song techniques? Yeah, exactly. He he's a he's a croon. There 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 are a whole lineage of crooners. Um, oh know, yeah, they're definitely. all very good at. At songs, they're not like the guy in uh, Double One Down to Georgia. They're not just some <laughs> fucking some you who walking yeah, around the street. Exactly. <laughs> just like I guess I'll play a fiddle for you. No, look, the Denver family knows what's going on. They're very good at playing guitar. They're very good at uh, evocative imagery of uh, of landscapes. Yeah, landscapes and and both the American West and uh, the the East Coast as well, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. But, Pastoral, I suppose you could call yeah. it. Um, I, but I'm not sure imagery. if the I'm not sure if the listener knew this, but uh, Paul Williams is actually related to uh, John Denver. In fact, I'm not sure, but we're going to speculate that he is, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then also that uh, Elton John is as well. Yeah. So, so um, obviously they're part of branch families. Like you know the the Denver Denver family is a very illustrious family. Pretty much every great uh, singer songwriter that you can think of yeah. comes from the Denver Denver family. Yeah. Um, uh, so and if, you, the, if you don't know who Paul Williams is, he, he wrote a bunch of songs in like the seventies and stuff. He's also a, a guy who writes songs for like stage and stuff like that. Yeah. But mostly he's famous for writing for like three dog night and those types of bands back in the seventies. Right. So sort of around the same time that John Denver found his own popularity, it's, it's Paul the, Williams found his as well. To give you uh, the visual, maybe if you're looking for it, it's the dude who has the gap teeth mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. glasses and the bull cut. Yeah. But not to be confused with... The other guy who has the bowl cut and glasses and gap teeth, who is Elton John. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, John Denver. And John Denver, yeah, exactly. So um, it's just a so whole lot the, of... The reason why we think they're all related <laughs> is literally because they share the exact same physical characteristics. And even then, uh, 
We're not entirely sure that they do. We're just saying that. Yeah. So um, who knows? Listen, who can who can really tell who's re- aren't we really all related to one another in some yeah. way? Isn't this the Brotherhood of Man that John that, Denver always sang about? That's right. I do remember that song. Yeah. He was really into that. A little too into it, but anyway, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to it. Um. So, uh, the basic idea is so it starts out um with, uh. Denver, Denver, and and his his love Colorado, mm-hmm. and um, you know they're they're obviously like it, it it should be like set in that period of of American history, right? Now, what should the look of this movie be though? I was thinking either we go full on um like there will be blood like period like they're out there like location shooting, mm-hmm. or you film it like a weird stage play almost. Ooh, uh, ooh. Let's Maybe do, just this beginning part, though. Oh, just the begin. I think the beginning part should be like super realistic. There will be blood. Like <clears throat> everyone's in. Like uh, I feel like this is like almost like a retelling to the uh, to the viewers. So everyone's in eighties period pieces clothing. Mm-hmm, um, very mm-hmm. flashy, very nice. But they're obviously in. Uh, everyone outside of the main characters is dressed in like old timey clothes. Right, and we're on location in Colorado. It's so that people can understand who the main characters are. Definitely. Because I, I probably wouldn't be able to tell who the main character was if they didn't have a very bright, flashy piece of clothing to mm-hmm. indicate that to me. Mm-hmm. Listen, I want flash. Yeah. I want substance. So, so what what I think we we should all both decide on is that mm-hmm. is that Denver Denver should be played by Elton John. Yes. But Elton John, like, of that... Eight, like early 80s late 70s definitely um where his outfits got so audacious that he could barely fit through doorways right and, like uh, like a miss america pageant type yeah type just like back pieces that he just like he's just flown around yeah 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 like uh what but, was that called the magical mystery tour or whatever that he did is that it uh, um yeah that's oh yeah that's it let's let's just pick a little outfit here um was that is that what it's called? Uh, Captain Fantastic. Maybe it's Captain Fantastic. Yeah, Captain. Oh, no, that Cap- that was the Beatles. Was management? Yeah, so yeah. Captain, that was. A, <laughs> I, I don't know. Listen, I thought you were just doing a bit, and I was one hundred percent. I was. For you it. know what? I I I would have been. <laughs> but yeah, you're looking at Captain Fantastic. But even then, I want something more, more flashy, more insane than that. Like I want Elton John in the platform shoes and the jumpsuit with the sequins with the big feather headdress you know yeah all that kind of stuff and that makes sense okay so we could do it this way is that colorado gave him a feather headdress to wear yeah absolutely uh, you know as a gift it's his most prized possession um so he's always wearing it around her um the question is though that you have to come across is who hmm. who plays her who plays colorado yeah. um i think colorado should be played by um kelly clarkson to- Okay, uh, Kelly Clarkson. That's yeah, fine. even though it's a Native American woman, Kelly Clarkson. It doesn't matter. She can play anything. That's right. Yeah. She's America's sweetheart. Exactly. She has unlimited range, and everyone will accept her no matter what. So, No one has ever said one bad thing about Kelly Clarkson. And I swear if they do. We'll fight them. I will come down on them with <laughs> great fury. Uh, so so then Colorado and, and Denver, Denver are together. Do we start with the beginning of the relationship, or are we just trying to give like the finer points? No, no, I think we're just trying to give the finer points because the the 
focus of the story is on John Denver. This right, is a John course, Denver story. Okay. So really, it's only like so I'm, this talk, is I'm talking maybe like five minutes, like like a five minute like background of like. Yeah explaining the Denver clan and like understanding like, Oh, they're these, these okay. they're these illustrious songwriters and they have these kind of like almost uh, not magical, but nigh magical uh, musical powers and people just love them and they love hearing them sing. Uh, but now uh, does see, okay. I would like to add that fantastical element to it though, that mm-hmm. everyone in the Denver clan does have some, Ability when it comes to playing music that, Yo, that manifests that. itself. So, Denver, Denver himself, uh, when he founds Denver, right uh, in the now the the still not named state of Colorado, right. Um, he is his power naming. No, his power is that he can kill people with a song. <laughs> when people when people try to challenge him, so he's in love with Colorado, and they they get married or whatever in secret, right? Right, uh, a, and then her her husband comes by because she's like, "Hey, like you can't do that." There's no no mixing. no no. It's not her husband; it's her father. Oh. So, so when they so she so they get married in secret. She's pregnant, right? Right. She has like the next uh, iteration of the Denver children. Right. And th- her father Benjamin, finds out about yeah. it and comes to town and and challenges him, of course, as you do to to a, a, to a sing off. Uh, or a song no, contest, sing off, sing off. Um, and then you know, and this guy, this fucking dickhead, her dad doesn't know that he's that he's the most Denver, powerful singer in the yeah, entire Denver, universe. Denver can kill if he chooses to, and right. he's going to because he doesn't like this dude. This guy's all up his ass about having this kid and stuff. He's not into it. So, so when he goes to when they start having this amazing song battle. We'll figure out what the song is right, later yeah. on, but I'm gonna guess it's "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" versus something uh, like "Body Sit the Floor." Yeah, sure. Well, uh, is that Native American? Yeah, I guess it does have that sort of. Yeah, uh, it does. Yeah. No, no, no. I was saying John Denver was or Denver. Oh, Denver. Denver, Denver sings "Body Sit the Floor." Yeah. And the chief of the the people sings uh, "Yellow yeah, Brick Yellow Road." Brick. That makes sense. I mean, it's a good reversal of. Uh, of what you would think, you know, it's a good yeah. Right. Well, also, like, I like I like I like the death motif of like, hey, I'm letting the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he gets to the point when he's gonna do the screaming where it kills him, mm-hmm. um, she jumps in front and he accidentally kills his wife. His, no, his uh, what? Yeah. But what about the what about the child? Well, no, she, the child's already been born. Oh, this is what okay. the chief's all mad about. Oh, it's because the child's been born. So he, he was like, "You should cut that out." And she's like, "Nah." Yeah, right. And then then the guy goes and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go do something about this." Right. And, and then, to be to be clear, also, this is the first ten minutes of the film. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is just setting up. So so when she dies, they you know, D- Denver, Denver, and and the chief of uh you know Colorado's tribe or whatever, they they're like, "Oh my God, what happened?" You know, all this whatever. Um, for some reason, Lewis and Clark are there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and well, they, they, and they, they are so moved by all this happening that they name the state of Colorado, Colorado, right? Right, 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 right. Um, and then, then uh, Denver, Denver asks if if it's okay if uh, if he never. Okay, so in exchange for never telling 
the lineage that he has that they have special powers when it comes to songs because you can't stop yeah, them from yeah. writing songs. Oh yeah, you can only stop them from using their powers in a, in those ways. Right. Um. Or he cho- or no. What th- this is what it is. He becomes almost like a Professor X sort of guy. Right. Like he um, trains the next yeah, generation to be good. They, they to use their song power only for good. Right. And by doing so, he he makes Denver or he makes that town become the most prolific town in the Western, you know, United States at the time. Right. And they, and when he dies, they name it after him. Right. And the rationale is that because then, uh, then because he, they, you know, there's a lot of sexy shit going on. Right. In that 10 like minutes. A, a lot of a hot, lot. a lot of hot, a lot. I don't know how comfortable John's going to be with this, but I really don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter to me because money's no object at this point. So right. literally do whatever we, I we are say. owned by a billionaire. We can just buy Elton John. Look, he's the guy who sent, uh, who got sent, Diamond cock rings by Eminem on his wedding day. That's fair. So I think he'll be okay with this. Right. Having sex with Kelly so Clarkson. The, so then um, the idea is that they name it Denver so that he'll always be inside her. Yeah, exactly. Always be inside Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect, right? Yeah, that's perfect. I, I think that, that works. You, uh, that makes complete sense. I'd almost, I would almost say like any other story you hear about how it was named, probably a lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we nailed what happened. Yeah, you know. 100%. Yeah, we took a small amount of liberty with some of the facts here yeah, and absolutely. there, but I don't think that that's that big of a deal. Me um, either. So, uh, so, you, you, so then after you a, that, you flash forward then... 500 years, whichever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I mean, 500 years of what is well beyond where we are now. Because <laughs> oh, that would have been like 1830-something. <laughs> Unless you really want to set it in the future. No, no. It's, it's got to be like, it's a, it's a John Denver. Oh, so, go, so we'll go 100 years or whatever. 150, yeah. 150 years. Yeah. What, uh, however so much it is ni- until he's we'll born. We'll be in like 19. Well, we're, we're going to, I think we should join when he's already like a dude who's like makes music. and. Oh, yeah. Like, is yeah. he already popular? I think he's getting there. And I okay. think what you do is you... It's you, right you before show, he, it's, you show him and you flash forward and then it's 150 years or whatever. It's 1970 something. And he's in the studio. Right. And he's recording and, and you know, they're like, oh, John, you got, you know, we need a hit. We need something right. that's really going to. And then boom, he breaks out almost heaven. Yeah. West Virginia. Because yeah. he remembers growing up in the town of almost West heaven, West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. So John Denver was born in Denver. Right. Okay. So we come to find out after that he, he, well, actually I think what you do is he's, he's like recording other songs right. uh, that he has. He's like, I was born in Denver yeah, mm-hmm, and I song. moved to West Virginia, which is, yeah, I think that's how you do it. I think right. that's the expository song at the beginning. That's what he's recording when you come in on the scene. Right. It kind of explains what where he's from and where he lived most of his life. Right. And he lived in a place called Almost Heaven, West, West Virginia. Virginia. Uh, but, it, and and it was it's a and he he's you know talking about what a great place it is and they're like, "Well, if you love it so much, why don't you write a song about it?" And then instead he's, of like where you've been, like right. I, I want to know what you love about, not right. where you've been. Yeah. So then he he starts playing like he starts playing the the uh, guitar part from Country mm, Roads, right? But uh, then they're like, "Well, co- just and he starts trying to sing, but he's not really singing right. what he really wants well, to cause, sing." Because you know anyone who's seen West Virginia, it's not that pretty. It's not no, that's not great. Not great. So he's like, but they're like, "Listen, like, why don't you like sing what you feel about it?" Yeah, you because f- he keeps like naming shit. Like he's like, "There's Biscuit World, yeah, and the- also Shoney's." 
And then they're like, they're like, they're like, these don't rhyme at all. This isn't like, good. Like you're just naming <laughs> businesses that are in West Virginia. And he's like, what do you want me to do? You know, he's, he's on the verge of like tears. Yeah. He's just about to cry. And then, <laughs> and they're like, well, what, tell us what the feeling of West Virginia is. And then, then he starts, uh, he starts singing, um, almost heaven, yeah, West, West Virginia, Virginia. Well, uh, but, which, and is then starts, tr- which is truly telling because if anyone has actually listened to almost heaven, West Virginia, um, the things that he describes in that song aren't in fucking West Virginia. No, not. He's, he's the most geographically inept, um, person. The mountains but, aren't even in West Virginia. Shenandoah doesn't run through the state at all. But here's the thing. So for, for the sake of this biopic, because you're allowed to do whatever oh, you yeah, want absolutely. to, in the biopic, they do, they do now. Okay. And he lived in a town called almost heaven, West, West Virginia. Virginia. That's in the mountains, in the Blue Ridge mountains. Right. Um, so he's singing about this, and and as he's doing it, he 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 starts realizing that he has a power. He awakens. Yeah, he awakens, and his power is that he can, uh, even though he is inept in every way at understanding geography, he can make a hit song just talking about shit right. that doesn't exist in states. Right, and he can almost like uh, compel people to like to do things. Like his his power is like almost like charm. Yeah. Right, exactly. So this like, is how he kind of becomes, he becomes famous from this. Right, because right? they're like, everyone like, here's the song, where, like literally they sh- they shit themselves. They're like, oh my God, I want to go to West Virginia. I need to go to West Virginia right now. I need to get to those Blue Ridge Mountains. And so they go there and they see those Blue Ridge Mountains and then they shit themselves again. Yeah, exactly. I twice. Mean, this is, twice in that, the same day. That's the good, the good part. Like you always need like a nice... Uh, bit of levity to right. a biopic because and without it so so also i know that i know that we kind of we kind of brush over this sometimes but i i feel like the the characters that we use sometimes in these like offshoots need to be named but i feel like the uh the dude who like gets really c- compulsed and charmed to go to west virginia and shits himself twice in the same day mm. pete davison oh absolutely i don't know why you would pick anybody else first of all He's clearly the funniest actor working right now. Absolutely, and I feel... And secondly, <laughs> he looks at all times like he's going to shit himself. In real life or on screen, it doesn't matter. He always looks that way. He does. Uh, he needs help. Yeah, it's that sickly white... Uh, Goblin form. I, maybe I'm a junkie still, but maybe I'm coming down from being a junkie. I don't know. But I maybe definitely just can my face. shit myself on command. <laughs> that look, you know? So, so yeah, he's the guy, but like, you know, he just kind of shows up and plays. He actually, he's in, he's, he's the guy in the booth that's recording oh, this. Oh, yeah. That's the first time he shits himself. Oh, <laughs> are you okay? Because you're, look, you go back to that well as many times as you can. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's fine. he's just good at shitting well, no, himself. He is. So, like, he hears it for the first time and he shits himself and he's like, oh, I can't believe I. And then he listens to the rest of the song and he's like, I have to go to West Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when people start hearing this, they also so just, want to. Right. So, they shit they shit they shit themselves as well. Um You know, and, and you're showing like a, a, a little like uh montage of him going across the US, like you got a like sort of a faded out map and it's mm. like the red lines going across like going down Route sixty six, you know. Right, yeah. And he's playing the song in different places and all that kind of stuff. Because in every single biopic about a musician you have to show that they went on tour because right. for, you know for some and, fucking and because, reason. Well what? no, because clearly uh, people don't know that musicians go on tour. No one's ever been to a concert, you know. What's a concert? I don't know. 
I don't know, but these movies tell us what it is. Okay. It appears to be them playing their songs live in front of you. Why the fuck would you want that? I don't know. But people in the movie love it, so they want, you know, you got to show them doing it. Listen, Um, sometimes art goes too far. It's true. It is true, and I don't think it's necessary, but, uh, I mean, look, we're trying to make a hit here. So Okay, fair um, enough. Fair, 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 fair. But, um, so, so he shits himself, and then he, he literally, and they, he goes on Well, that's tour. the first time that you see that he has the power to, like, charm people or whatever. Right, and then... So, so now he's and going then he, out and... Right, right. So there's that, and then he's on tour, and then he's going out, and people are loving him because he's like, you who love me, yeah. West Virginia, yeah. Yeah. I'm singing about this stuff, I'm not saying it in a word. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my... My God, this is the greatest man who's ever lived. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, and everybody like is just like insane. Like, but they, and then so they're yeah. in love with him, and you kind of show him at this high point or whatever. Right, and then and then um, it's. I think they we should introduce Paul Williams. Well, this is this is how I was going to do it mm. actually. Go on. Is, um, so there's a show that he does in New York City, uh, of course. Right. Um, oh, I mean, it's the Big Apple. You gotta get there. You know, if you can make it there, you can, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. Thank you, Barbara Streisand. Um, so he's doing his song there, and he realizes that there's a man in the crowd who's not being charmed by it. Doesn't seem like he gives mm-hmm. a shit at all, right? And uh, it's his uh, his half brother, yeah, Paul Williams. Well, this is the thing he he sees this guy not not caring, and then and he does. He's, then he no, says, no, he's, I want to. He's smiling. He's smiling. Yeah, 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 in yeah, that yeah. Paul Williams mm-hmm. smile. Yeah, that gap tooth, the uh, bowl cut. Fucking weird ass three dog night joy to the world Paul Williams smile so so th- this is when you know he's curious now he's like what who is this guy this he's, is kind of your he's not shitting his pants right now yeah. yeah he's not like he's he doesn't seem like he wants to get up and go to West Virginia at all right so so this is a sort of I guess this would be after the first act. No, so I think this, this the I, end of the first. This act? is the end of the first act. This is where you have the turn and okay. that. He finds out that he's not alone. Right. Okay. So then he wants to talk to this this man in the audience. Right. And they're talk they're they're talking to each other. Now, what's interesting about this though is that because Paul Williams and John Denver look pretty similar mm-hmm. and sound pretty similar, we figured that the one person who could play both parts right is the Phantom Thread. Right. So if you didn't know, uh, T.J. Moneybags owns uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Right. And so everyone. Everyone agrees that Daniel Day Lewis's best uh, best job was when he was playing the Phantom Thread in mm-hmm. the Phantom Thread. Right. So what TJ Moneybags did was he's like, "I'm just gonna buy Daniel Day Lewis." Daniel Day Lewis, maybe he fought back, or maybe he determined that it was probably the greatest method acting job of all time. Yeah, is that? And he came on voluntarily. But either way, every movie that we make, we are required to put the Phantom Thread. Or Daniel Day Lewis playing the Phantom Thread, playing a character. Mm-hmm. In that movie. Yeah. So imagine... Even if it's a small part. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. We have to always have him in it somewhere. So even if he was... If he switched places with Pete Davidson, he was just shitting himself. Right. That would be the part he would have to play. But in this instance, we thought that it would be more interesting if he played both himself and And, what we will come to find out is his half-brother, Paul Williams. Paul Williams. So... So, and I and I think like uh, after that turn, like he's like, oh, you, you look so similar to me, yeah. You, or so he's, you look so similar <laughs> to me, yeah. Whichever. Oh, did we not mention that every single line in the movie that John Denver says is sung to the tune of uh, "Country Road"? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's just the way this is going to work out. Right. Yep. And it's... here's the thing: is that everyone loves that song so much, and it hasn't been on enough things yet that I yeah. feel like no one could ever get sick of it. 
Probably because it not. definitely has not been on 75 different commercials in the last year or anything. Um, and no one has ever uh, voiced any kind of concern that that song is overexposed in any way. So I think that if you just keep doing it, no one could ever get... It's one of those songs Listen, that I want, get sick of. I want that song to play at my funeral on repeat until people learn to love me. Yeah, and it will. It will. It'll only take one playing of it. Yeah, I and think. then they'll love me. Yeah. Um. So... So, so after the, the after the second half, uh, the first act turn. Yeah. So we're getting into the second act. Uh, you know, like they're having, like, they're having this conversation, yeah. and they're like, he's like, oh, you you know, you look well, so much they, like me. Yeah. But he and uh, Paul Williams is like, oh yeah, yeah, like you look so much like me. me. You look so much like me. But well, obvi- Paul Williams doesn't sp- uh, doesn't sing speak in. No, he doesn't. No, because he's different. No, the only person who does that is John Denver. Right. So um, Paul Williams, uh, they realize that they're uh, related. But Paul Williams hasn't come into his power yet. He hasn't yeah. come into his own. He hasn't. He hasn't written a song or anything like that. He knows he's good at playing guitar, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the confidence to sing yet. Right. And so I think. Uh, I think what uh, John William John Denver John Williams. I think what John Denver does is he's like. Is John Williams there with them? Uh, later. This okay. is later. Uh, this is going to be like. Wait, does that, John like, Williams play? Oh, that's a good one. John Williams play Elton John. Jo- John Williams plays Elton okay. John, their uncle. Famous composer John Williams plays Elton John. So, uh, during the part where they're meeting each other, like, right. you look like you look like me, you look you like, you're me. like me, and then like they're kind of almost saying things right. at the same time and so, everything, except that he's singing it. And, and then they like bump into each other, and like one person's holding like chocolate, and the other person is holding like a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, the, the and it gets in there. Yeah, and then they start doing that thing where like they're looking at each other and leaning in, and like they like like if they right if they're like yeah. touching a mirror, and like they, yeah, exactly like that. They're doing that, and then they realize, oh wait, we're two different, you know? Oh no! So they're talking, and oh. then. And no. John, John Denver and uh, and Paul Williams realize that they're the they're part of like the same they like well they realize that they they they've been actually, victim no, of John a Denver trap. knows that he has powers but he also feels like this guy has a power too but he doesn't know what it is right he just knows he can play guitar and that's what Paul Williams tells him so right it looks like what they're doing is becoming friends because John Denver's been alone. You know, he's never right. had a brother or well, no, anything. And, and every, not only that, but everyone is, uh, everyone's forced under his compulsion. Yeah, exactly. He, he like, never, he, he can make anybody do anything he wants to as long as he sings Country Road to them and says what he wants to happen. And right. Bring me a soda <laughs> with no eyes. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, yes, John. <laughs> Get some shaved ham. John John Denver loves shaved ham. It's true. That's a big part of his character in this movie. You'll see quite a few parts where he's behind, like backstage at shows. And just shoving. There's just shit tons of shaved ham everywhere. And he's shoving it in his face. And I don't know what the whole thing is, but I know that that is a true thing about him, is that he loves shaved ham. So <laughs> Paul Williamson, he, uh, they figure out, like they're, they're, John Denver's like, oh, I've been alone you know, I can't make you do. You'll be my friend, basically. Yeah, or whatever. and and Paul Williams is like, okay. So John Denver then says he would like to show him something. Right. So okay. he takes him to almost heaven, West Virginia. Right, and and uh, uh, but where everybody wants to go, but nobody else but the Denver family and the people they allow to be there can, have access yeah, to have it. access to it. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. what happens then is like that's the moment in the middle of Act Two. Where Paul Williams uh, activates his powers because it's a it's a resonance thing. He's so close mm-hmm. to 
to what his power means. Right. His power is just like, boom, hey, I'm here now. This yeah. is me and your power. And so, they find out his power is when he sings songs, he can open up portals. Right. And it just so happens that almost heaven, West Virginia sits in a place. And the reason why it's called that, and you come to find out because John Denver shows Paul Williams, the ancient scrolls, right? Exactly. That he has hidden away in this cave mm-hmm. that there, that on the mountainside in right. almost heaven, West Virginia in the blue Ridge mountains, of course, the Shenandoah river is the border that keeps people out. Right. Um, because once they, when they're looking at it, it's just like a normal, it's like, like Wakanda in. The oh Marvel yeah. yeah. So like, uh, so when you're looking wow. at it, you can't see anything. You're just like, Oh, it just looks like a blank space. But if you get Bad through there, planes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you get but if you get through there, then you see it's like a, a a bustling amazing place that's full of people who can play songs and things like that, but they're not all related. They're not all part right. of the Denver line, but they are sort of guardians of yeah, this either that or of they're almost like, heaven. They're like part of like branch families and everything. And not everyone has like not everyone has powers. No, no, no. Because no. in the branch family it like skips generations yeah. or whatever. And also as you get further away from the main branch it, it gets diluted and Right, uh, but but for some reason like Paul Williams is like uh he has like an atavism. Yeah. So it's like uh it's like, oh my God, you're almost as powerful as like me and I'm part of like the main family. Yeah. So then he see, in the scrolls he sees that there's that part of what's in the mountain is there's a portal to literal heaven. Right. Well, it's because uh, the also it's Christian heaven. Please, we're, right. you know. there's only one heaven. Yeah. Um. So the reason why it is is that uh, the reality is so thin there. the The thread and fabric of reality are so thin there that a hole is able to be punched straight to the dimension of heaven. Because as we all know, like we've all been in planes before, and when you go up high enough, there's no heaven up there. The no. reason is, is that heaven is on another dimension. Again, we'll talk yeah. about this in a later and podcast. Even if that song "Heaven is a Place on Earth," that's not true. Nope, definitely not. No, almost heaven is a place called Earth. Ex- on Earth, almost heaven. Yeah, it's in West Virginia. We know I, that. We know that. Now. Um, so uh, they they are looking at their scrolls, and 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 as they're looking at it, John Denver sees something that he didn't see before, and that's that there is another. He always thought that that meant that there was a like that he would find a power to open this portal. Right. But then he realizes that it actually we'll figure out the vague wording of it because there's always a prophecy that has vague right. wording that then they they realize later even though they've researched it tons of times for some reason now it has new meaning. Exactly. We'll figure it out. Well, listen, when the new kids invent new lingo, it, uh, words change their meaning. That's true. Remember, uh, it's true. And since Yeet, John Denver was trying to, uh, Yeet has changed uh, definitions over the last five years many times. Yeah, you're right. And since John Denver was trying to translate the scrolls with Urban Dictionary, right? Um, even even know. though this was before the internet. Well, no, but but in almost heaven they have the internet. The no, well, no, he has the, the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, that's that's true. He does have the Urban Dictionary on his uh, like his Palm Pilot, his version right. of Palm Pilot. So, really old, really big, yeah. like almost the the size of a baby. So then, so they they go, yeah, like the Apple Newton. Yeah, like the exactly. old, yeah. Yep, there um, you go. That's what it is. He has an Apple Newton. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we can get a hold of one of those, which we can. Yeah, definitely. Um, We're going to buy them, all of them. So then he realizes that this guy, you know, can, you know, he, he understands there's some resonance going on. He doesn't know exactly what, you know, how, what to make of it, but right. John Denver, uh, then reveals, well, they, they find out actually, this is how they find out is, uh, John Denver is going to go on tour with Elton John, mm-hmm. who also inexplicably is the most famous man in the world, even yeah. though no Pro- one can figure out why at the time, but it's because when he's he sings, also, 
everyone turns gay and they're all, exactly, they love it. And they love him. Yeah. Right. So Elton John played by John Williams. Exactly. Uh, is now like they're on tour with him and Elton John or John Williams, Elton John. Right. Uh, they bring along Paul Williams. Yeah, they, of course they do. Yeah, they have to. But, and and so like they're recording on the on the road and everything. And uh, like Paul Williams is like, is like I know I have this crazy song and it's going to be so good. But but he's so afraid of oh John Denver. oh 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 no I know what it is what? I know how this happens. Okay yeah. Uh, is he he has a song and it's the right. it's, it's Joy of the World by Three Dog Night. Yeah. You know. Um. Because he, he finally Jer- releases Jeremiah that. was a bullfrog. That oh know. yeah. Um, so they. This is how John Denver finds out what he can do. Okay. Um, he realizes that he has a power, but he's not sure what it is right. because of the resonance of like he can see like the fibers of the mountain like kind right. of changing, but he doesn't know what what exactly. So, is happening. so he, I think he's I think he's writing Jeremiah was a bullfrog, and as he's writing Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Like literally, he's like Jeremiah was a bullfrog, and then suddenly a portal opens to a swamp. Right, and a bullfrog jumps out. A bullfrog jumps out, and he's like, "Are you Jeremiah?" And obviously, the frog can't fucking talk. Yeah, um, but it's a nice little like <laughs> you yeah. thought, like right. And 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 uh, and John Denver is like outside the doorway and sees this, and it kind of rubs his hands together, and he's, he's like, like, you know, yes. he's like, he's sort of starting to get an idea of what what can happen, but he needs he needs a true test of this power. So while they're on tour with John Denver, mm-hmm. now see, uh, I think Paul Williams is now John Denver's like backup guitarist, basically. Right, yeah. He's on stage with them. And of course, Elton John has turned everybody gay. Uh, John Denver's reinforcing this by using his, his power of suggestion. Yeah, you know. making everyone gay. That Everyone knows in the 80s, pretty much everyone yeah, was gay. Almost heaven's being gay now. <laughs> yeah. Um, almost so, heaven, everyone's gay now. Yeah. So this is... Uh, Buy some swatches. Towards the end, I guess this would be the Act 3 ending, would be yeah. this. Is that what happens is they're playing a show in in England, in, in, uh, in London, okay? And they, mm. But they realize that, like, they literally have to be in New York, like, in, like, an hour. But they can't, oh. you know? And, and he tells... And uh, John Denver tells Elton John, he's like, I think I have a solution to this. Right. And then they... Because they double-booked there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, halfway across the world, but but there was a <laughs> reason for this because he wanted to make him open a portal right. to New York City to see if this would be a thing that could happen. Absolutely. So this is how he makes him reveal his true power: is he makes him sing uh, "Joy to the World" right in front of him, mm-hmm. but he's like he's like sing it. You know, they're like, See, it's like joy through the world. And he's yeah. getting really scared. Like, and Elton John's like yelling at him, you know, and right, everything. Like, and he, then like they finally are like, like just calm down and sit, you know, whatever. It's sort of like his Jedi moment or, right. you know, and he does it. And then it opens a portal and they, mm-hmm. and it opens a portal literally directly onto the stage in Madison Square Garden. They go right. on there and everybody's like, what the fuck? And then, you know, Elton John starts singing. Room they all, within a room. Yeah. And then room within a space. And everything, whatever they're doing. Yeah. So then that's when John Denver realizes that now's the chance. You know, this is sort of. He can make yeah. heaven here. So when they get back to almost heaven, West Virginia. Right. This is nearing the, what I would imagine so, is the end of, of, of the John Denver biopic. Well, no, oh, okay. Yeah. So we've. Uh, We're getting so, into so Act I, 3. Right. Coming, coming oh. to the part where he now. Reveals his true plan. Right. So I feel like uh, the the portal onto Madison Square Garden uh, stage mm-hmm. and like uh, John Denver like shoots uh, 
Polyam's kind of like an evil look. He's like, <laughs> yes. And he's like, finally, my plan. Yeah. It can come to fruition. And uh, that's the end of Act Two. And then Act like, Three. Finally, what I worked all these years for. Yeah, he's like, he's like, it, there's no like ominous music, but like, if the dude smiled at you that way, you definitely would file a restraining order. Right. And he knew that Elton John would help bring this out of him. Right. Um, so uh, that's the reason yeah. why they did the tour and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all according to plan. Yeah. Everything. All according to uh, plan. But it turns out, you know, um, so I'm. I'm we get back to almost heaven, West Virginia because mm-hmm. and... the tour has ended. Cause that was the, that was the last show of the tour. Right. Yeah. Was New York city. Yeah. And like all the news agents are like, Oh my God, like how did they, they're so cool. They played a show in Kansas city and, or sorry, they played a show in uh, LA and then they played a show in Madison square garden an hour apart from each other. How'd that happen? And like, like hoax people are like, Oh, they use stand-ins or whatever. And they live. Like, but then they do. Uh, but, oh, so actually that could be a good part of like, Another montage you do of them playing in different yeah. cities is he's making him open portals to all those cities, and people are seeing and them or open portals. No, no, he just makes him do it. so. So Paul Williams doesn't have complete control over his powers mm-hmm. yet. He did the New York thing, but that wasn't enough for John Denver. He right. needs him specifically to control it enough that he can pinpoint it to that weakened part of the fabric of, the, of heaven mm-hmm. to open it up for him. Right. So now he's he's. Under the guise of training him, mm-hmm. which he's not, right. we all know what what he's up to, um, because of the look he gave him. Uh, under the guise of training him, now he's scheduled this insane tour that's like thirty cities in like a day and a half, or right? Something like that, and people are like, "How is this going to happen?" Yeah, like, that's when they think like, "Oh, it's all it's stand-ins, it's it's holograms, it's whatever." Right. You know, but it's like Apple Newton is doing this. Uh, whatever. But, right. But it's not. It's, it's Apple it, Newton is, is doing the job for him. Yeah. It's, so it's John Denver is, is now without playing a song or anything is controlling Paul Williams, um, by acting like he's training him for, right. for a greater good. Mm-hmm. Basically. I agree with that. Um, so they, they're doing all this bit. They do this big tour in like a, you know, a day and a half of 30 cities, Right. Um, and then uh, Paul Williams is very tired at the end of this. Yeah, and, but, very uh, tired, but, John, but John Denver just like keeps one, pushing him. Yeah, wants to keep going, and 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 you're so close to greatness. You're it, so close to greatness. And Elton John is West in, Virginia. Elton John is in almost heaven, West Virginia. When they get back, and mm. he yeah, basically yells at John Denver like, like you're gonna kill him. You can't do this to him. Blah blah blah. You know right. all this kind of thing, and. I think in that moment reveals that John Denver's father is also Paul Williams' father. Right. They're half brothers. They're half brothers. That's why Paul Williams is so strong. Right. And, and that's why also then John Denver makes uh, Elton John kill himself. (laughs) He doesn't like the truth. He uses his power for that moment, which is turning against everything that, that his family's supposed to believe in. So he's a, so he's he's basically become the outcast who right. want, and, he, he's like the Lucifer who wants to take back over heaven at this point. He sort of revealed himself. That's a very good parable and uh, illusion. Yeah. I love that. Thank but you. not only that, I feel like along the way on the tour as well. Sorry to jump back. No, no, it's no, we need we need things to fill it out. Right. Um. Uh. In the while uh, John Denver is training Paul Williams, he's telling him about the the story of their family. Like, oh, this is what we did. He explains about the scrolls. He like kind of like gets him on his side, and he's like, "Wouldn't it be so great to just like 
go to heaven? Like we we've been to almost heaven. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to go to heaven or more better yet? Bring heaven wouldn't here. Wouldn't it be great now if we go to heaven? Would, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it be great now if we go to heaven all the time? Gonna end this plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's he's describing it like that, but his ultimate plan is that he's going to go there and like kind of use his power to take over. Yeah. Because he knows he can do it. Well, because he's going to make uh, the real world and have him the same plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But he knows that once he does that, he, he can kind of like take over. Like, right. He can kill God himself, basically. <laughs> take his throne. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is what uh, Paul, uh, I think but, most of John Denver's songs were about, in, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, uh, I 100% agree. Not only that, but I feel like also as character backing, Paul Williams is a devout Christian. Yeah. Like he's very yeah. devout. Like, yeah, yeah. If okay. you also, if you know anything about Paul Williams in real life, he's a very devout Christian. Yeah. What do you think when you talking about Jeremiah was a bullfrog? That was about like one of the apostles. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was know. Jeremiah the apostle. Yeah, which we all know famously, um, the saint of frogs. Yeah, and uh, brought a frog, brought frog legs to the Last Supper. Um, so, so when you're in the third act there, and then he kills Elton John, that's like, wait, you're not a Christian. You don't. Right. You don't right, believe. Right. And then he like reveals himself to be like, like, no, I'm not a Christian. I, I resent the fact that I've always lived, I've always lived almost in heaven, but, but I've never, never been allowed in, in heaven. heaven. Yeah. And that's his, he's like, that's my goal is I'm going to turn this entire place into heaven. And then we'll see, you know, who's laughing last or whatever. But then yeah. we'll see who's laughing last. Ha ha. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, it, it, then we'll see who's laughing last. <laughs> So basically, he he's he now uh, reveals that everybody in the town is sort of in his thrall, and they're all his like guards and like right. whatever. Because well, uh, you know, like is, this is definitely unexplained, but for like real mega fans of the film, they're gonna understand that uh, John Denver, because he's part of the main family, uh, he has power over all branch family people. Right. And the reason why uh, it didn't affect Paul Williams is because he's part of the main family as well. Right. That's why, like, yeah. So that's it, yeah. Yeah, there's nobody else other than Elton John who also is not susceptible to his power. Oh, well, no, he is. He is because he's he makes part him of kill the, himself. That's right. He's part um, of the branch, even yeah. though it's his father's brother. He's not part of the. He branch He just family. never used his power against Elton John because he liked him. Right. He, you know, he never got in his way. But now, now the pawn. He, he was simply a pawn in another man's game. Yeah, so. He's simply a pawn in another man's game. Yeah. So, um, so then, so then, uh, he, he makes them, the townspeople sees, uh, Paul Williams. And, right. And he's like, you're going to sing this fucking yeah. song. And he puts him on this big stage with these huge speakers that are aimed at the mountain. Right. And uh, then, and then, and then John Denver, he's like, you're going to sing when I go, you're going to sing. When I get in that plane, yeah. make me go to heaven. Yeah. So John Denver gets in his famous airplane um, that we all know uh, and love. Um, Dearly. Yeah. And I understand that it took his life, but at the same time, most of the things we love end up killing us, so but, it's fine. But this will tell you the story about how it happened. So well, Paul Williams, uh, like he's obviously held, uh, he's held you know, in bondage to... Uh, in the middle of this like large plane where they've drawn this like incredible power spell. Yeah. So that when he sings, he's able actually able to like open a portal to heaven. 
on the side of a mountain. And, uh, you know, John Denver takes off in the plane. Yeah, because, well, he can, yeah, he can finally weaken that link there. Right. You know, and open the the portal. But this is the only way that they can actually fully open it to make the entire plane of existence into heaven. Right. Is if John Denver gets in there and takes over first. So he has to fly his plane in to the portal. Crash through the portal gates, everything. Yeah. Mow down St. Peter right there. (laughs) Um. Really gonna nine eleven heaven. I know that's not a good thing to say. Ooh, nine a heaven. Is that a nine a heaven? Yeah. Boom. So oh God. Fuck. So, so he's so, so he gets in his plane and he takes but off. But he's at the airport under the guise of he's going on another world tour. Right. And people are and, like, "Wow, oh my, oh my God, God, I can't wait to shit myself there, and listen yeah. to you." And Pete Davidson's there, like, "Oh, you know," and he sings the song for him before he leaves, right. so everybody shits themselves. Um, Pete Davidson's like camera front just. You know, dumping a load. And um, so he gets in his plane and, and Paul Williams is in the town and he's he's trying to convince them, like, you right. can't make me do this. This isn't but, right. But they're, they're zombies. Like, they don't, right. like, they they don't, don't listen respond. to him. So when, but then uh, as the plane's about to take off, he, he starts singing, you know, Joy to the World. Right. And they do start sort of waking up from it. No, uh, or, or maybe he, no, 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 maybe no. it just knocks them out or something. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah. So Joy to the World, people are like, oh my God, like I'm so happy to be alive. And they all just like fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They haven't slept in a long time because right. John Demers just always <laughs> he's keeping a, them. He's a he's very just, harsh taskmaster. He's a horrifying. Well, he's been trying to get them to somehow open that portal for so long. Right. Just around Years. the clock. Years. Years. Yeah. And he, he doesn't care how many of them he kills. So, uh, you know, everybody thinks he's such a nice guy, but that's not the case. He's right. He's a very evil man. So what I think this is, these are the, uh, the final kind of like, this is the last third of the third act. So, you know, John Denver has, uh, played a song. He's made everyone shit. Um, he takes off and then a very like slow, like a much slower, like half measure, almost heaven, West Virginia sung by, um, I don't know, probably like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson um, or uh, what's a big country singer? Blake, uh, Blake, Blake Lively. Shelton, Blake Shelton. So, so almost heaven, West Virginia in a half measure, like very slow, almost heaven. Ooh, I think actually you should get some like shitty, like pop singer, like how they have those on like uh, commercials now. Where they oh have, yeah. Like, the Lincoln Park, like sung with piano by that one yeah. girl. You got like Halsey. Yeah. Okay. Halsey. Do, I like, you know, almost heaven. Yeah. Like. Whatever, Actually, whatever. you know what? Don't even get anybody to sing it. Just do the major notes on oh, piano yeah. bom, bom, as he's like bom, taking off. Bom. And then when he gets into the force field over the Shenandoah River right. uh, into almost heaven, West Virginia, and he's and flying towards the portal. No, no, no. He's he's flying towards the mountains, but the mountains have clouds on them. That's why he can't see it. Okay. Because he's like, but he's like, listen, uh, everything's going to go my way. And then you see, like, it, it pans out onto this plane, and just uh, Paul Williams is standing there in silence, and the the wind is blowing through his hair. And as it pans over, it pans towards the mountains, and then John Denver crashes into the mountains and yeah. dies in a ball of explosion. Now, do, now, do you think actually? I'll sh- I, I think this would be good. Was that you can hear the song playing, but he's not singing because right, that's yeah. the main thing. So he thinks because he can hear it playing. Right, that but it's uh, it's all in his he, mind. But it's all in his mind, and he says, and he goes, "I'm, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it to heaven." And then it it does the long shot, and shows him like crash into the mountain. And then right. Paul Williams just says, "Almost." Ooh, yeah, whoa! boy. 
Yeah, boy. Yo. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and still then, get that like and then real boom, yeah. hard cut like to black. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's the end. You know. That's it. In loving uh, memory of John Denver. And then uh, no, no song, so- no, no song, song, no credit song. No, not a credit song. No, can't do it. It's uh, too soon. Yeah, yeah. It cuts to black. It says in loving memory of John Denver, and then shows the credit, yeah. the cast, and boom, there it is. Because you want people to just sit with it, you know. Right. That's what you want. So. You got, um, so we're good on that then. I think right. we've re- I think that's a, probably one of the more accurate biopics for a musician. I agree. Uh, that we can possibly have in this day and age, especially with the limitations of filmmaking at the moment. I agree. You really, you know, you need more special effects, I think for a lot of them, but this one, I think we can pull off. Um, yeah. So I'm... speaking of that, uh, Who's going to direct this masterpiece? Mm, um, Roman Pulaski. Yeah, we'll have to film it in uh, like Romania. Yeah, or something, which is good because that that stands in pretty well for almost every single part of the U.S. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, also, uh, West Virginia is technically the West. I mean, when I think West Virginia, I literally mm-hmm. think Old West. Yeah. Um, even and, though there's crazy mountains and awesome and it's idyllic and it's pretty much a utopia. Yeah. Um, and we do call West Virginia the Romania of United States. So. Yeah, we do. We do call that. Uh, we do call it that. Who else do you think would be a good director for this? Uh, I mean, Brian Singer. Nobody has a problem with him, right? Nope. Nobody has a problem with Brian Singer. Dude, I fucking loved, I loved Superman. I loved Batman. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so good. Yeah, so he didn't. Listen, the fact that it swept the Oscars for all three of those films. Yeah. I mean, and he got Best Director even though he didn't direct Batman versus Superman. Yeah. He, <laughs> he still got it. Yeah, he, still he did. He still got it. And it was so weird because that's the reason Zack Snyder got so upset. Yeah. He was like, why'd you give it to Brian Singer? Well, wouldn't you get upset if literally the dude who no, created the film before you was the one who got all the credit? If somebody told me that the guy who directed Usual Suspects and the Tom Cruise blockbuster Valkyrie was going to accept my award for best director for a movie he didn't direct, I'd be like, yes, of course. Of course. And you know why? Because he's the, he's an American hero and nobody has a problem with him and he's never done anything bad to any children as far as I know of uh, at all in his entire career. So What do you what do you think what do you think about Steven Sodberg? Uh so, son? What? Soderberg, you mean? Yeah, Soderberg. Oh. Soderberg. I think I think he would bring well he you know, in the Oceans he... movies. There was a musicality to the voices of the characters and stuff That's the way right. they spoke. So I think he would do a pretty good job. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I mean, also Unsane. That was crazy. I think, okay, so if we're going to go first pick, uh, clearly a joint Brian Singer, Roman Polanski uh, venture. 100%. Um, and then second, if we can't get them, then Steven Soderbergh. Yep, I agree. Um, who's going to be the composer on this? Do we need one? I'm going to just throw a name out there, and it's going to be Go Halsey. A hundred percent, buddy. Okay, because even though John Williams is in the movie, I don't want him pulling double duty. I need right. him. No, that would be good. Specifically focused on doing his best Elton John. Right, uh, I agree with that. What do you think about um, Elfman? Jenna Elfman? 
Danny Elfman. Oh, I'd rather Jenny Elfman did it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I like she that. brings a much better, more Scientology-based, uh, anti-vax Ooh, sort of look. At I love that. And I'm sure that her insane hippie bullshit would really lead to some interesting music happening. So then, uh, so then first pick for that is obviously Halsey. Yeah, Halsey. And second pick is uh, Jenny Elfman. Why don't we get... Why don't we get Halsey and Jenna Elfman to do it? Right. The so, and so well, in the... they'll do the score. Mm-hmm. Then Danny Elfman can write um, the uh, various versions of Country Roads that he can write the. Um, he can write. Actually, you know I what? Almost Dan, want, Danny I... Elfman could write the script for this movie. I love that. Yeah. No, I'm 100 percent about that. But I also want. I want. I need. I need. A Halsey rendition of Country Roads. Yeah. Okay. That will be a post-credits music video. Right. Oh, yeah. With like her on like a beach. Yeah. And we'll release an album that's music inspired by Almost Heaven, a uh, John Denver story. I love it. I, lo- I love it. All right. Yeah. This and is then it has, uh Literally, it's just her and Machine Gun Kelly on every, on oh, every track. Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? One hundred percent. So who? I think that's that's pretty much it. Do do we have any other people that we need to fill out or? No, I think we're good on this. Uh, we just need a budget. Um. So. Low high. Low high. So I think. Uh, ooh, the minimum that I could do this for. Hmm. Sixty nine million. Okay, sixty nine million. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That's that. I mean, especially with all the licensing and the music and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think the high end is? Um, in order to do it right, yeah, I'm gonna need probably four hundred million. Yeah, because of the inevitable lawsuits by John Denver's. Uh, yeah, a estate. lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah, but that's fine because we can we can overcome that to deliver what I think is the best biopic of any musician to ever exist. I agree. All right, so Suck we, it, Ray Charles. Yeah, so I think we got it. I think we got this one. Yeah, seriously, Jamie Foxx, go fuck himself. <laughs> like, he can just wipe his ass with his Oscars for all I give a fuck because this is going to win so many. Uh, yeah, like, I can't like, wait. Do you understand the Phantom Thread's going to have so many more Oscars now because of this? He is going to have literally, he's going to have to have an entire room with a toilet in it just for his Oscars. They're going to have to invent an entire uh, category of best pants shitting scene so that Pete Davidson, I wonder if we can get him to accept the award by shitting an Oscar out. No, no, no. I want him to go up in a diaper. Okay. Uh, in just a diaper. A uh, very duty diaper. Well, I mean, diaper. he would do that anyway. Cause yeah, he would. If he thought it was funny, which he thinks everything is. It's true. He would do it. And so he's right about everything. He is. Well, all right then. Yeah. So we've done it, I think. We're going to send this one up there to uh, to our master. And um, I mean, I hate calling him that, but it is He's truly our true. master. Um, and then we'll uh, see if this one flies. But, um, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, please rate us on iTunes if you'd like to. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.